mind, maybe let's uh, let's start the conversation. Thank you, everyone, again for joining. And I wanted to uh, discuss um, something related to the conversation about figuring out what's our job as opposed to what's Hashem's job. And uh, there are a couple of Amaras that say interesting things that seem to relate to um, our concern about our job versus our concern about Hashem's job. So I guess generally, you know, the Gemara says, there's a Gemara in Brachos on Lamed Gimel Mubez, and it says, HaKol Shemaim, Chutz Shemaim. Right, we're pretty familiar with the fact that Hashem is in charge of pretty much everything in life. Um, but we have one responsibility, which is what's referred to as Yerushalayim. So Rashi says, Kol Abala Adam Bidea Kadosh Baruch Hu, Kigon Arach, Katzer, Ani, Ashir, Meaning all results, everything that happens is all bidei shemaim. Avotzadik v'rasha enu ba'al adam ela es enu ba'al yidei shemaim as do maser biyado shal adam v'nasan l'fan of shnei drachim v'hu yifcher lo yirashemaim. So pretty much a fundamental yisod in uh, in life is that Hashem is in charge of all results, and we're in charge of one. Thing which is trying to uh, make good decisions in life and trying to use our bechira to overcome our challenges and to make good decisions in life. So if we separate it into two categories, there's Hashem's job and then there's our job. Hashem's job is to take care of the world and to take care of us and to figure out what's going to happen in in the world. And our job is to do one thing and that's um, to use our bechira appropriately. Um, to the best of our capacity, we should try to do our job of making good decisions. So that seems to be a pretty uh, fundamental concept in uh, Avodah Hashem. So there's an interesting on Daf Samach and Brachos that um, that I was learning recently, and it struck me struck me as an interesting uh, um, thing to uh, look into. So the Gemara, right in the middle of the page, it says, "Ahu tell me that Davka Azal Basre the Rabbi Shmuel Braviosi Beshuka Ditzion." There was a Talmud, some uh, student of Rabbi Shmuel Braviosi, who was following after Rabbi Shmuel Braviosi in the uh, marketplace in Zion. So Chazi to come mefached. Rabbi Shmuel noticed the student was anxious. So the Gemara doesn't tell us, but I imagine that he. Uh, you know, he asked him how he was doing and what he was concerned about, and he uh, probably gave him a lot of chizah. But besides that, he also told him, Amr He said, what you're doing by your being nervous and being scared is something that can be described as a chet, as, as an avera. How do I know that being nervous is described as an avera? Dechsev pachadu b'tzion because there's a Pasuk that says, there's a Pasuk in Yeshaya that refers to um, people who were nervous in Sion as being Chatoim. I believe that this is referring to the time of Sisra laying siege on, on Yerushalayim. And at that time, a lot of the people uh, were very concerned. Sisra was the... Uh, Napoleon of his day, and he was uh, conquering every uh, city. He even conquered uh, 10 
of the Shvatim Moretti. And he was laying siege to Yerushalayim. And there, there were a lot of people who were pretty nervous about that. And it says, those who were concerned in Sion were chatoim. Those who were scared in Sion were chatoim. So the Talmud responds. He says, Doesn't Shlomo Melch teach us in Mishle that it's a good thing and it's a proper thing to be scared? So we have two psukim here. He says that, granted, there's a pasuk that says that being having pachad seems to be a hate, but I thought Shlomo Melch taught us that a person is supposed to be mefachid. So Amr Lei, so the Rebbe answered the Talmud, says, that when is it a proper and a productive thing to be afraid? That's referring to matters of Divrei Torah, which Rashi explains, refers to, maybe I'm going to forget my learning. Now, why is that a productive thing? Because that's going to uh, motivate him to go over his learning uh, consistently. So before looking into the Gemara a little more clearly, like this discussion seems to be related to a basic uh, fundamental topic that the Archa Sadiqim discusses in Shara Daiga. He says, what's considered to be a good concern? What's considered to be a bad concern? And one of the things that he describes is he says, when it comes to matters of Olam Haba, he says, Yosef Hashem Baruch Hu Daigal Daigasecha. Like if I'm concerned that, hey, maybe I'm not doing my job. My job is Yerushamayim, is trying to make good decisions. As Rashi had said, to, that refers to being Bocher Betov. So if I have a concern, maybe I'm not being Bocher Betov properly. That's my job. I have to be concerned. Maybe I'm not doing my job properly. But when it comes to concerns about Olam Haza, the concerns about what's going on in this world. Am I going to make enough money? Am I going to be healthy? Am I going to have security? Am I going to have my comforts and my interests and needs fulfilled appropriately? That's really Hashem's job. And having daiga about that is not really uh, productive or appropriate. So I guess one way to learn the Gemara is what Rabbi Shmuel Berbiosi was telling this Talmud, is he's telling the Talmud that, that if your concern is about, are you doing the proper avodas Hashem? Are you being involved in doing tshuva for your chatoim from the past? Are you motivating yourself to make sure that we're doing our job well enough in the future? So then we're concerned about our job. And that's something to be concerned about. It's super important. And we're not guaranteed. It's not so simple that we're doing our best. So we should be motivated to be concerned and to think about it with uh, a real clear mind that, hey, maybe I'm not doing my job you know, well enough. As opposed to if I'm concerned about Hashem's job, is Hashem going to protect me from my enemies? Is Hashem going to um, protect me from different uh, viruses and vaccines and all kinds of things? Now that's Hashem's job. You know, my concern should be that I have to make sure I'm doing my job and I shouldn't step over the line and be concerned about Hashem's job. So I guess that would be one way to learn the Gemara and Rabbi Shmuel Brabiosi would be saying that if you start being concerned about Hashem's job, that seems to reflect the lack of emunah or a lack of bitachon. 
either we believe that Hashem is not in charge of our security, Hashem is not in charge of our safety, Hashem is not in charge of our health or our finances, which would be a lack of emunah, or we, you know, don't feel like everything is for the best, you know, and we think that maybe Hashem is in charge, but it's not all for the good, and therefore we're concerned. But if we have two things that we take for granted, that Hashem is in charge, Hashem has control, and Hashem has our best interest in, in mind, you know, then being, having pachad would seem to be reflecting a lack of clarity in one of these areas. And it sounds like he was telling him, you know, that this reflects some sort of hate. The fact that you're concerned about whether or not Hashem is gonna do his job properly, that would seem to be a hate. If you're concerned about whether you're doing your job, you know, that's a good thing. We should be concerned. Hey, maybe I'm not doing my job properly. So that might be one way to read the Gemara. I guess one pretty basic question on this is that if the Gemara is recording this conversation, it would seem like when the Talmud brings up the, um, his mindset, his understanding, that he was saying, what do you mean? I'm doing the right thing. Now, if what the Rebbe was telling the Talmud, I feel like you don't have the right amount of bitachon. You're being scared about Hashem's job. And if the Talmud says, but I'm supposed to not have bitachon, right? That would not seem to be a productive conversation where, where the Rebbe is saying that you're concerned about the results, whether Hashem will take care of you, and that, that seems to be inappropriate. And the Talmud saying, but doesn't Shlomo Melch say, Tamid? Doesn't Shlomo Melch say that I should be concerned? Which would seem to mean that the Talmud is saying that it's not a stira to having emun and bitachon and having fear at the same time. So bishlama, if what we're talking about is a fear about am I doing my job, then of course it's not a stira. That's great. I have emunah, I have bitachon, but maybe I'm not doing the mitzvahs enough. So if we're talking about the Talmud being concerned about whether he's doing his job, then it would seem like, you know, Rabbi Shmuel Rabbi Yossi would agree, that's a great thing to be concerned about. If what we're concerned about is that maybe, um, if, we're, if what we're concerned about is whether Hashem is doing his job, that would seem to be something that the Talmud would agree with the Rebbe, that that would seem to be something that would be inappropriate. So I guess trying to understand what are they talking about? What is this discussion? You know, what are what kind of fear is there a debate about? Like, it seems like there's room for a debate between the Rebbe and the Talmud. I don't know if the Talmud is a Tana or an Amora or, you know, of that level, but it would seem like if the Gemara is recording this conversation, it would seem to be that it was something that we can learn from, that the Talmud's Havmin of Ashraya, the Mefachid Talmud, would seem to indicate that it wasn't so simple, you know, that he was just making a foolish mistake and saying, I think that I should be concerned, you know, about, about my health. I should be concerned whether Hashem's going to take care of me. So I guess that would be one question that I would have as far as trying to understand what is this back and forth in the Gemara. Um, feel free to uh, interject. There's also the factor of um, the Rebbe only answering Hobadivre Torah. He didn't say so somehow mm -hmm. the Rebbe singled out specifically chazering your learning. Right. So that is interesting. Um, if we look at the Gemara and Gittin for a moment, he clarifies this a little. Um, the 
Martin Gittin clarifies this a little bit. It gives some sort of context. I mean, we see from the Archas Tzadikim quotes Asher Adam Tamid to be more of a general thing about Yerushalayim. So it could be that maybe you could interpret, you know, the Gemara's answer that it's not limited to Divrei Torah. And I think we'll see a support for that from Tosfus, but it does seem to be something that's supported from the Archas Tzadikim as far as the fact that it's not really specifically about Torah. Asher Adam Tamid is really more of a general thing about our doing our mitzvahs properly. But it is interesting, why the Gemara, um, why did the Gemara specifically refer to Torah? Was there something inter- Was there something unique about that? You know, how would the Archas explain the Gemara? Well, let, let's maybe take a look at the Gemara for a second. If you have the Mar Makomos, that would be great. Otherwise, I'll try to say it over uh, um, as clearly as I can. So the Gemara says, Amar Rabbi Yochanan, what did Shlomo HaMelech mean when he wrote? Ashrei Adam Mefachid Tamid. What was he referring to when he said this? He, so he refers to three different cases. One of them, one, I guess, it's not specifically these cases, but these cases bring out the point of Shlomo Melch very clearly. One of the cases was Akamtso Bar Charv Yushalayim. One of them was Atarnagol, Atarnagol, Charv Malka. And the third one is Ashaka Darispa, Charv Betar. So maybe let's take one of them and try to analyze what's going on. So the Gemara talks about the famous story about Kamsa and Bar Kamsa, where there was a story of some person who goes unnamed, right? It doesn't refer to uh, who this person was, who got into a big disagreement with uh, Bar Kamsa. Let's just imagine that Bar Kamsa cheated him in business and ruined his business, and the guy went bankrupt and uh, lost his family. Right. <laughs> he was still quite wealthy. <laughs> it seems yeah. like there was something very significant that ha- that happened to this uh, person who got into this fight with Bar Kamsa. And here he is, he's having this big fight with Bar Kamsa, and somehow Bar Kamsa gets an invitation to a big party that this guy was making. Um, I don't know if he was marrying off his daughter, and it was a very significant experience that he was looking forward to. He shows up at this party, he sees Bar Kamsa, I imagine what goes through his mind is, what's this guy doing here? First, he ruins my business, destroys my family. Now he shows up at my family simcha, you know, just to, uh, you know, get under my skin. So he has a whole disagreement with Bar Kamsa. Probably in Bar Kamsa's mind, you know, what's going on is, okay, we've had a disagreement for years. Now he's inviting me to the simcha. Wow, I have all kinds of confusing uh, feelings going on here. On one hand, I have all the friction that I've had for all the years, but now he looks, he's trying to make up and they meet each other at the Simcha and there's a big blow up and we know the rest of the story. So he got all embarrassed and the rabbis didn't stand up for him. And then eventually he brings in the uh, Roman uh, um, legions into the land of Israel because of the fact that he makes this claim that the Jews are trying to rebel. And it really all boiled down at one point to this decision that Zechariah um, ben Avkulis had to make. Should I bring this carbon that these people had, uh, the Romans had sent? Is uh, it the right thing to do to bring the carbon because I want to um, keep the Jewish nation safe? Or do I feel like, no, it's okay. It's not the right ishtablis. I don't have to bring the carbon because bringing the carbon will cause some sort of halachic uh, confusion. And therefore the right thing to do would be to uh, not bring the carbon. So there were some decisions that need to, needed to be made here. There were decisions by 
this uh, host. There were decisions by Bar Kamsa, there were decisions by the Rabbanan, and decisions by Zechariah ben Avkulis and the Rabbanan at that time. So Rashi says, what does Ashriyad the Mefachid Tamid have to do with this story? Because Ashriyad the Mefachid Tamid means a person should be doig liros hanolad, that a person should be concerned to see what are the implications of my actions. Shlotera takala bekachim es azos. I have to be concerned to see not just what I'm doing right now for what's in front of me, but all of the potential implications that could come from my actions, I have to be aware of them and I have to be concerned to make sure that I'm not going to create a takala through my actions. Right, the Masil Sasharim quotes this in uh, Mishkal Chasidus as one of the stories of that show us that he says that we have to really look at every little tzad, every little possibility that could come out of my actions to really make a proper decision about what I'm going to do, especially when it comes to chasidos, things that are not direct halacha. So this sounds like a basic concept of being roas and olad. Right? We know the mission in Perkei Avos tells us that being roas and olad is a great thing to do. There's a Gemara somewhere that says, Ezeu chacham roas and olad. It seems like this is a basic concept that we know that being roas and olad is super, super, super important. And Rashi is telling us that that's really what the Gemara is teaching us. Meaning we have to be Ross and Nolad when we make our decisions. So I guess that really highlights when we're talking about our job, Hashem's job. So which box are things in? So mitzvos, averos are in our box. We have to make sure to do our, to do our best to make good decisions. Um, results are in Hashem's box. What about Hishtadlis? Where does Hishtadlis fit in? Is that our box or Hashem's box? So I guess we know that Hishtadlis is our box. We have to do our Hishtadlis and we have to be concerned that we're making the, doing the right Hishtadlis. So it would be a pretty simple thing to say that it's important for us to be concerned that we're doing our proper Hishtadlis. And part of doing our proper Hishtadlis is being Roas and Nolad. If I just look at the proper Hishtadlis based on what's in front of me, um, under my nose, that's not a proper, um, I'm not doing my job properly. And I have to be Rosa Nola. That's part of my doing my hishtadlis to, uh, to make the right decisions in life. That's part of doing the, doing the mitzvahs properly. So it seems like Rashi is telling us that the Gemara is telling us something that's very simple and straightforward. That seems at first glance to not really be such a contradiction to what we learned in the Gemara in Brachos. Certainly the way the Archis Tzadikim would seem to learn the Gemara and Brachos that, that we should be concerned about our job, which includes anything that is our personal responsibility. Results are up to Hashem. What's going to happen in our life with our health, with our finances, with uh, our family, all of the different concerns, that's up to Hashem. What's up to us is to try to make sure that we're doing our job properly. Doing the mitzvahs properly is our job. And Hishtadlis is part of our responsibility, it's part of our mitzvah, and we have to do our mitzvahs properly. Now, what Tosvis asks here, he says, Ashriyadim Mefachid Tamid. So he quotes the Gemara in Brachos. He says, Beperaka roa amrinan, Chazilu Gavra Dava Mefachid. Amrle Chatoat, Dechsef Machadu Betzion Chatoi, Muparach Mikrada Hacha. And the Gemara asks from the that he was concerned that he wouldn't forget that the that he would forget his learning 
And therefore we have to be concerned and make sure we're doing our job properly. So Tosus wants to know, how does that fit with our Gemara? Our Gemara seems to say that we should be concerned. That Gemara seems to say that we shouldn't be concerned. So what exactly is Tosus bothered by? How did he understand that Gemara in a way where he would have a Havamina that our Gemara would not be true? Meaning, is there any way our Gemara would not be true? In our Gemara, Rabbi Yochanan sounds like he's saying a very, very basic concept that Hishtadlis is part of our job and part of Hishtadlis, there are two givens. Hishtadlis is part of our job and part of Hishtadlis is being Roas and Nolad. So if Rabbi Yochanan is telling us that there are two givens that I'm making, Hishtadlis is our job and Roas and Nolad is part of Hishtadlis, which means Roas and Nolad is part of our job. And apparently, um, Zechariah ben Avkulis and the Rabbanon, they weren't Roas and Nolad appropriately. And therefore, since they weren't Roas and Nolad appropriately, they made a mistake. So Tosfus says, but how does our Gemara fit with the Gemara and Brachos? Meaning it would seem like if you read, there's some way to read the Gemara and Brachos where you would come out with an interpretation that would be saying that our Gemara is not true. You shouldn't be uh, um, blaming ben You shouldn't be blaming the Rabbanon. Now, what does this have to do with the Gemara and Brachos? Like, how could you ch possibly challenge what uh, Rabbi Yochanan is saying? Rabbi Yochanan saying, seems to be saying a very, very straightforward concept. Ishtadlis is our job, and Roas and Nolad is part of Ishtadlis. How in the world would you ever challenge that? Like, what would you possibly be showing from the Gemara and Brachos that would challenge that? So that was something that was bothering me when I was reading Tosfus. Um, feel free to uh, share any feedback. <laughs> Good Kasha. So I had one question. Is being mefached the same thing as being roas and nolad? When we say ashrei adam mefached tamid, that a person should have fear, a person should um, be worried is that the same thing as saying, I should use chachma, I mean, when we talk about using wisdom to be roas nolad, that could be interpreted to mean that, like the Mesil Sharm says, I have to be choser on every tzad and possibility that could happen when I'm making a decision. And I have to make sure that I make a proper decision. Should I be worried in any context that... Um, I'm making that I'm doing something wrong. So now there are really two things to be worried about. One thing is to be worried that I'm not doing my best to make the right decision. That maybe I'm being too quick or I'm not thinking properly. I'm letting my ego get involved. I'm letting my other midos get involved. So that type of worry certainly should exist because of the fact that this, I have to be concerned, that's my job. I have to make sure I'm doing my job properly. So I can't say I, I rely on Hashem to be uh, for Yerushalayim, Makolbi Deshamayim, Chutz Miyerushalayim. The Yerushalayim is my job. So making sure I'm doing my job, I should be worried about. I can't say have bitachon, have emuna, that I'm doing my job. I have to ask myself, I have to be self-aware, I have to be uh, reflective and honest and have Yerushalayim to make sure that I'm having the proper Yerushalayim. But there's really a second kind of worry that we would say that 
should I be worried about the results? You know, when I'm concerned about doing the proper hishtablis, should I be worried about my health when I'm making a decision about how much to exercise every day? Should I be concerned about my health? Or should I be well, concerned about, yeah? Well, doesn't it follow that if I don't do my proper shtadlis, I'm going to have bad health. So how do I separate those two? Oh, so, but I guess what we should <laughs> probably be concerned about is I should be concerned that I'm not doing my job. And if I'm doing my job, then I'm, that's all I can control. If I'm not doing my job, I should be concerned about the fact that I'm not doing my job. But shouldn't that be the concern that I should have is that I'm not doing my job? Or should there be um, a separate concern that I should be worried about my health? So what would you say? <laughs> but now I'm worried about my health because I'm worried about the fact that I made the wrong decision. Like, like we're actually what we're saying. How, how do you, how do you um, avoid? How do I what? How can you avoid that worry about my health? If I may be making like from a very down-to-earth perspective, how can you avoid the worry about your health when you are supposed to be doing proper shtadlus and maybe um, somehow unsure if I'm doing the proper shtadlus? Okay, so I guess that's interesting. First of all, thank you, David, for sharing. <laughs> and uh, good to see you. <laughs> and so maybe we can really break it up into two things. When we say there are really two kinds of worry about my health even. Like one kind of worry about my health is if I'm not doing my right ishtadlis. And there's another kind of worry about my health, which is affecting my decision itself. You know, which is um, even before I make the right decision or before I'm determined that maybe I'm making the, doing the wrong ishtadlis. For example, um, I guess over here, Let's say Zachariah ben Avkulis, he's trying to figure out what is the right Ishtadlis? Is it really um, inappropriate for me to potentially get under the nerves of the, of the Romans? So I guess, you know, he has to really be thinking through, like this is a military decision, it's a political decision. It's a determination of like, what are the risks? What are the challenges? What are, how do I measure the two sides? And he has to really figure out, you know, what is the right thing? What does Hashem want me to do? In order to determine what, what Hashem wants him to do, he probably has to speak to people and to try to figure out, you know, what the political uh, effects, you know, potentially could be. How much of a risk is it really? At that point, when he's coming to determine that, should he be concerned and worried? Oh, no, what's going to happen if the Romans are going to kill me? Or should his concern be that whether the Romans get, um, upset or not is really up to Hashem. What my job is, is really to try to figure out what Hashem wants me to do. And what Hashem wants me to do is to really make a productive decision here that is based on all the rules of Hishtadlis versus, um, you know, Hishtadlis in such a scenario. And he has to really go through Hilchas Hishtadlis in such a scenario to figure it out. Should he be worried when he's going through his Hilchas Hishtadlis? and trying to learn all the def different um, marmakomos that he would be uh, using in order to try to figure out what is the proper thing to do in this scenario? Should he be worried about the Romans in that, in that case? Or is he just worried about making the right decision? 
So I think what you're saying is if I make the wrong decision, then maybe I could have a worry that even though it's all Biyad Hashem, but I sort of caused it, it's a certain kind of anxiety that maybe I caused myself where now, even though Hashem's doing the right thing, but it's because of my mistakes. So that, that, that's like a different pocket. Maybe let's put that in a different, in a different box. But when we say, it's a good thing to be concerned. So where is there a good reason to be concerned when it comes to being Roas and Olad? Like I'm coming to be Roas and Olad. What am I afraid of? So to say I'm afraid that maybe I'm not doing my Heshtadlis properly, maybe I'm not doing my job properly, that I should have pachad for. But should I, I have pachad about the results when I'm coming to make my decision that maybe the Romans are going to get me. Should I be worried about the result when I'm coming to determine what the right Ishtadlis is? So that's something that maybe is not so simple. So I think what Rabbi Yochanan might be saying is a chiddish, where he's saying, of course, being Roas and Nolad is Pashit. To apply the concept of Ashriyad and Mefachet Tamid is something that's maybe not so Pashit. Because to say that he's being Mefachet, and in this context, it sounds like maybe what he's highlighting is not just that he's mefached, that he's doing his ishtadlis properly, because maybe that's something that would be pashit. But maybe what he's adding is that I should be mefached, I should be afraid of the potential results in this kind of scenario when I'm trying to make the right decision. Now, we might ask, why in the world would I do such a thing? A, it's inappropriate, and B, it doesn't seem like it's uh, necessary or helpful like, why would I be concerned about the result? I should be worried about one thing. Like, if I want to know what's the right halachic shayla, so I should figure out, like, learn the marmakomos and try to get the right answer. Should I be, um, I should be afraid that maybe I'm not working hard enough. But um, over here, I think that he might be adding an additional aspect. If we look at the Ralbag for a second, I think he teaches us something about Ashriyad the Mefachid Tamid that to me was very um, interesting. I don't know if I'm reading it correctly, but the way I understood it was, he said, He's on the Pasuk in Mishle. He says, It has to be a reasonable, uh, it has to be that I'm afraid of in a reasonable scenario. He says, why should I, why should I be afraid? He says, in order to really make a proper decision, in order to use my chachma properly to make a, the proper decision, I need to have this pachad because otherwise I won't be able to make the decision so appropriately. So I don't know about you, but I could definitely relate to the fact that when it comes to a lot of decisions in life, it's hard to really relate to the implications on not, I wouldn't just say on an emotional level, but to really relate to, I was talking to a doctor today who's, um, he's, uh, he's, a, he's a lung doctor. And he told me that he, he's a lung surgeon. He said, I never, ever, ever did a surgery on someone who had lung disease who uh, was not a, a heavy smoker. So now I, I don't have a specific opinion about this. This is not what I'm coming to talk about smoking, but what he was highlighting, it was related to some uh, topic in uh, Navi, but what he was highlighting was, it's hard to really see and feel the implications of our actions. When we're coming to decide, is it the proper hishtadlis to be 
doing whatever I'm doing. So I know from, let me talk about myself. I almost never exercise. So probably a big part of it is because I don't really feel the implications of not exercising. If I really felt understood the implications of not exercising and I was able to be afraid, oh no, maybe I'm gonna die 10 years earlier. If I felt that fear of maybe I'm gonna die 10 years earlier, how would that, that affect my decision about whether or not it's right, the right ishtadlis for me to prioritize exercising more? So I think that's what really what the Rabag is saying is that if I don't feel the fear of the potential catastrophe that could happen, the potential of the danger that could come, it's gonna be hard to really relate to making the right decision when it comes to ishtadlis. So there's so many results. All of our decisions are about the future and the future is something that we've never experienced. So we all have a real challenge about making decisions about the future because it's what we're making decisions about is based on implications that are, they're hard to really relate to. And I th think it's, a, it's really psychologically a pretty basic concept when it comes to fear, that fear sometimes helps us relate to the situation that we're in and relate to the decision that we're making in a more real kind of way. If I'm just looking at smoking versus not smoking, exercise versus not exercise, um, taking out an extra credit card or not taking out an extra credit card. If we don't feel the potential pain of the implication, if it works out the wrong way, are we gonna be able to make the right kind of decision when it comes to our ishtadlis? So I feel like the Ralbag is telling us in order to be yishtachim, the lekichas ha'etzah in order for us to have the chachma, to have the wisdom, to really make the right etzahogenes, we need to feel that fear. We need to feel the fear of the potential result. Now, in a way, that's a little bit tricky because the results are really biyad Hashem. And feeling the fear of like, oh no, what's going to happen? In a way, if it happens, it's really biyad Hashem. And it's really for my best. So feeling the fear in that scenario, it borders on something that's a little bit inappropriate. On the other hand, we need it in order to really make the right decision for our job. So in a way, what we're getting involved in is a little bit of Hashem's job. And what we're concerned is that maybe Hashem's not going to do his job so well. He's not going to be, you know, with Kulo Hatava. But at the same time, we need to feel that fear in order to really be able to do our proper Ishtadlis. So I can certainly relate to this because so many of the decisions that I know I can make for the future, exercising is really just one of them. It's so easy to be overconfident. That's, yeah, it's okay. I don't need to prioritize it. It's fine. It'll work out. It's not going to be a problem. And to, sometimes we know that we're really just, you know, pushing ourselves off and we're really not being honest and we're not being true to the real reality of life. But a lot of times, even when we are being honest, sometimes it's hard to really make that right decision which is based on the potential implications of the results without really being able to be in touch with the potential danger and problem that comes from the potential for those results to happen. So I guess that's my theory. I, I can't say that I feel like it's clear that this is potentially the pshat, but I feel like the Talmud in Brachos, and I feel like Rabbi Yochanan are talking about a very similar concept. 
that if the Talmud in Brachas was just saying, Asher Adam that I'm supposed to be nervous about my health. I'm supposed to be nervous about these things. Why? Because um, I don't trust in Hashem. There's no way he could ever have had such a pshat in the, in the Pasuk in Mishle. If what he was saying is, the opposite, if he was just saying, hey, I'm concerned because I have to do my ishtadlus and I have to make sure I'm doing my ishtadlus, then there's no way that um, Rabbi Shmuel Rabbi Yossi would argue with him if what he was saying is that I'm concerned, it's hard for me to know, am I really, did I really think it through properly? And, why is he wrong? Right, then why would he be wrong if it was the opposite? So where's the room in the middle? So I feel like the room in the middle might be, um, well, if the Rabag is saying this, there seems to be room in the middle where if a person, when he's really trying to do his proper hishtadlis and he recognizes, in order for me to do the right hishtadlis, I have to be really concerned that not just if, I, if I'm asking myself an intellectual question, like if the nine of us or the 10 of us here, you know, ask ourselves an intellectual question about, hey, what would have been the right Ishtadlis if you were in his shoes and you were concerned about the Roman governor, you know, coming to cause problems? Like if we had a Luyatsur kind of scenario where there's no real implication of fear and we're just going through an intellectual exercise to try to figure out, hey, what is the right hishtadlus in this scenario? So I feel like what the Ralbag might be saying is that it's almost impossible to really do the right hishtadlus without really being able to be in touch with the potential emotional, relating emotionally to what would happen if things go wrong. If I don't take care of my health properly, if I can't relate to what the potential danger is, and the feeling of fear that comes from the fact that maybe I'm bringing that danger upon myself, in a way, it may be very difficult for me to do my proper ishtadlis. So if what the Talmud was saying is, isn't that what Shlomo Melch is telling me? That Ashri Adam Mefachid Tamid includes something similar to what Rabbi Yochanan is saying, that when I wanna make the right decision, if I'm sitting in the shoes of the people who are um, under siege from Sisra, and we're trying to figure out, should we fight Sisra? Should we not fight Sisra? Let's say we don't really feel, what's the potential danger of going to fight Sisra? Is the danger, whatever, so I made a mistake. Or is the danger a potential catastrophe for the entire nation if we uh, are too bold in our doing our hishtadlis? If we don't feel that fear, if we look at it as an intellectual question, hey, what's the right decision? Should we fight or should we not fight? it sounds like what the Talmud understood was that, hey, it's not so simple that fear is inappropriate. To feel the fear in the context of trying to do the right hishtadlis. So in a way, we're stepping into God's kitchen because Hashem's kitchen relates to what's gonna be if, what happens if, that's all God's kitchen in general. But it becomes our kitchen when we're making a decision, when we're trying to make a decision about what's the proper hishtadlis. If we don't feel the fear, what happens if I do the wrong thing? What happens if I do the wrong thing and I'm instrumental in bringing the destruction of Klal Yisrael? But what do you mean? The destruction of Klal Yisrael is up to Hashem. But it's up to me to do the right hishtadlis to try to deal with the fact that it's my job to do the best that I can to make a decision that's not going to bring on the destruction of Klal Yisrael. 
So in a way, if I'm the Rabbanan and I'm making a decision, if, you know, Zachary ben Avkulis, and I'm making an intellectual, intellectually calculated decision, am I putting the Jewish nation in danger by not bringing this carbon? If I'm in the shoes of the, uh, of the Rabbanan who are deciding, should I join with, with uh, rebels who are fighting against Sisera or should I decide that we should make peace with Sisera? If it's all an intellectual decision, maybe it's not really a proper way of approaching Ishtadlis. So the Talmud sounded like he said to his Rebbe, he's like, Rebbe, you know, when it, when it comes to concerns that relate to Ishtadlis, shouldn't we feel the fear? Shouldn't we be concerned like, hey, what's going to happen if the Democrats take over? What's the country going to look like? If I don't feel the fear of what the potential dangers are in such a scenario, am I going to be motivated enough to do my ishtadlis to make the right decisions as far as how I'm going to react to that? How I could try to do my best. To... Now, it's God's world. If Hashem wants Biden to be the president for the next 30 years, he can make that happen. At the same time, if I don't feel the fear of what could happen to the country's moral code, uh, you know, if such a thing happens, if I don't feel like the fear of what's going to be to some degree, then am I going to really be able to make an accurate decision when it comes to figuring out what the right Ishtadlis is? So to me, I think that potentially that's what Tosfus is saying, is that Tosfus is saying, Ashrei Adam Mefachid Tamid, is something that in a way makes a lot of sense in the case of Kamsa and Bar Kamsa. But in a way, it seems to be something that Rabbi Shmuel Berbiosi challenged. Rabbi Shmuel Berbiosi seemed to say that I hear where you're coming from, Talmud. If I didn't have a Pasuk to say that it's not true, I would have agreed to you. But Tosa says, doesn't Rabbi Shmuel Berbiosi say that it wasn't really appropriate? That at the end of the day, having pachat about results is inappropriate? We're not supposed to do that. We're supposed to just have a pachat about doing our job. Results should always be in the hands of God. Results should always be in the hands of Hashem. Don't worry. Don't even bring that into your hishtablis. Results are not supposed to be something we're afraid of. We should have a decision. We should be, we should, our job is to try to use our intellect to make the right decision. Pachat is not something that should get into pachat about the results of, oh no, what's going to be should never really be something that's appropriate to enter our minds. Either because somehow it's a display of a lack of bitachon to some extent, even if we're only trying to have the lack of bitachon in a way in order to do our job of ishtadlis, or maybe because like the Arches Tzadikim says that pachat in general about results can create all kinds of other disasters that it could lead us to uh, sometimes make worse decisions, you know, with our life. But it seems like Tosvis is saying that doesn't Rabbi Shmuel Berbiosi paskin on this question about whether we should have pachad when it comes to trying to do our hishtadlis. Now, if that's what Tosvis kasha is, his answer is really interesting. Because then he says, Bahacha, he says, over here, nami maisti leahani ofti. Even Rabbi Shmuel Berbiosi would agree to this, that what Rabbi Yochanan is saying is really proper. Why? Because in this scenario, over here, when they made this decision, they were trying to figure out what's the right hishtadlis. 
in this scenario, they were too complacent. Like right now, the Romans hadn't started up with the Jews. The Jews had some sort of relative calm in their life. Imagine living in Israel and being in charge of uh, some, you know, some division in the IDF. Thank God, you know, there hasn't been a terrorist attack in a long time, or at least not that we know of. I'm sure that they've di diverted many of them. But there is a certain level of relative calm. And when they wanted to make a decision, should we, um, is it, should we be, feel comfortable enough in order to allow this carbon to not be brought? So what Rabbi Shmuel Rabbi or what Rabbi Yochanan was saying is that Zechariah ben Avkulis, when he wanted to make a decision about what's the right hishtadlis, he didn't feel the, the potential danger enough. Rather, he felt complacent, things are good. And when he felt that complacency, it affected him, it affected his decision, when he was making this decision, what's the proper hishtadlis? He didn't feel the potential danger. What's going to be? What's? How do you know that it's going to be okay? He felt like, come on, it'll be fine. Things are fine. He didn't feel, but it's not necessarily fine. Things can change very, very quickly. As opposed to, so what was, so now he has to explain. So what did Rabbi Shmober, Yossi say is inappropriate? If feeling the fear is something that he should have had, he should have had the fear of the Roman attack. And he shouldn't have been complacent when he was coming to, to make the, the right decision about the right Hishtablis. So what was it that the Talmud did wrong? He says, He says, it's not similar to that Talmud who was afraid Bechinam. Now, Bechinam is a very tricky word because what are the potential ways that we can interpret it? One way to interpret Bechinam is that the Talmud was... Um, going through an emotionally difficult time, and there was really nothing to be afraid of, and he was creating fears for himself. So if that was true, that would be something, that would seem to be something that should not have been quoted Gemara and shouldn't have caused Tosfa so much distress over here. Because if all he's saying is that Rabbi Shmuel Berbiosi said that if there's nothing to really be concerned about, then don't be concerned. So that would seem to be a very simple um, concept. You don't have to prove it from Sukkim and Yeshaya. You don't have to, uh, Tosus would never have challenged such a concept. So to me, it sounds like what he might've been saying is that there really are two different kinds of scenarios. If we look at Rashi, Rashi says, when I'm coming to make a decision and there's something directly no to my decision, I have to figure out I have to be doig liros anolad, Right now, let's say we have a question. Should I um, be exercising right now? If we have a question, should I be allowing the carbon to be brought? If I have a question about, should I stand up for Bar Kamsa's um, kavod? If I have a question that relates to a direct decision that I need to make now. So now to be able to say that, listen, it's all in Hashem's hands. Don't worry about the results. Just try to be Ross and Olad and make a good decision. That's something that a person should not do. A person has to really feel the potential implications of his actions in order to make sure that he's doing the proper Ishtablis. If I feel like I'm going to decide, you know, whether or not I'm going to exercise, whether I'm going to smoke, whether or not I'm going to 
try that uh, double black diamond when I'm, you know, am I really ready to do that? So I have to feel what happens if I'm not ready? I can't just look at it as an intellectual decision and try to make the right kind of, uh, come to the right kind of conclusion. I have to feel that potential uh, broken rib, you know, that I'm going to have. I have to feel the potential danger for the entire Jewish nation, you know, if the Romans do attack. If I don't feel that, it's going to be very hard to really um, have, have, be able to relate to the decision that I'm making productively. But let's say we're sitting here and on a Sunday night, we're concerned about all kinds of potential dangers that could happen, but it's not directly no gaya to any decision that we're making right now. So in a way, we could say, well, if I'm not in touch with the realities of the potential dangers that could happen in my world, I'm not gonna be able to do the right hishtablis. So to that, it sounds like Rabbi Shmuel Berbiosi said, if you're not actively right now making a decision, and there's nothing that's, there's no specific reason why you have to feel the potential danger right now, that's begether bechinam. That's considered to be something that is unhelpful and unproductive and inappropriate. If what you're doing is you're currently right now doing what Rashi's saying, if I'm making a decision that has an implication that could affect, you know, the right kind of ishtadlus, so right now, if I'm not in touch with the dangers, if I'm just saying, listen, this is God's world, I'm generally not going to be able to be Roas and Oled productively. So it sounds to me like potentially the difference was that what the Talmud was doing is he's walking Bishuka de Tzion. Now in my days, that would be called Harlem. Um, nowadays, Harlem is much nicer. You know, the Clintons have, uh, you know, they've invested heavy money in it and all kinds of other good people have really built up uh, the neighborhood and it looks a lot nicer. But if you're walking Peshuka Tzion, you know, a certain amount of time after the Chorban, I imagine that it's a place where you could feel the potential dangers of what could happen to Klal Yisrael. And there are implications. If we're not in touch with the reality around us, when the time comes, we're not going to be able to do proper Ishtadlis. We're not going to be able to um, make sure that we are, you know, making the appropriate for ourselves and our families. But I feel like potentially what Tosus is telling us is that there's a difference between what Zechariah was doing and what the Rabbanan were doing at that time, where right now they're making a decision, should I be Mevayish Bar Kamsa and the Lamad al Bar Kesar or not? When I'm coming to be Mevayish Bar Kamsa, if I'm feeling the trust as opposed to feeling the potential fear of the Roman uh, anger and the Roman vengeance, if I'm not feeling the potential danger of the Roman vengeance when I'm being then Rashi would say I'm not being I might be trying to use my I'm sure that Zechariah ben Avkulis tried to be like you couldn't imagine that there wasn't a conversation of, hey guys, is this a smart decision or not? What's going to happen if the Romans get upset? And Zechariah said one way and other people said the other way and Zechariah ended up, you know, being the leader and making a decision. They were definitely trying to be um, Roas and Nolad. But Tosus is saying they were trying to be Roas and Nolad without the feeling of the potential catastrophe being something that they felt emotionally, that they had a pachat for. 
what's going to be if we make, make the wrong decision and we're responsible for bringing apart, for bringing on, you know, the destruction of Klai Yisrael. So something in that circle, it sounds like Tosfus is saying that they have to be feeling the pachad in that scenario when they're making the decision. But in a way, sometimes we may feel like we need to feel the fear at the time. But in a way, it's really bechinam. Because right now, we're not making the decision. If we live in a world where we're not in touch with our reality, when it does become time to make the decision, we're not going to make the right decisions because we're not in touch with what's going on. But to feel the fear at a time where it's not directly no gaya to a decision that's happening, like it sounds like he was telling him, it's bechinam, what are you doing it for? So if you ask the Talmud, the Talmud's saying, what do you mean? I have to be in touch with my reality. I have to feel it if I'm going to make the right decisions. And his answer back is, that's only when you're coming to do your job. When there's something directly no gaya to you doing your job right now, like the Arch Tzadikim says, I have to be doing to make sure that I'm doing the right tshuva. And Tosva says that that applies to I have to be doig to make sure that when I'm doing my hishtadlas, I'm doing the proper hishtadlas. So Ashri Adam Mefachet Tamid is no geya to hishtadlas. So the Pashib Shantosvus is that what he was telling the Talmud is there's no relevant hishtadlas here at all. Now, if that was true, it's making a clown out of the Talmud and of the Gemara and of Tosus Havamina. But if what he's saying is that you may be trying to do a very similar thing. You may be doig lirosis and nolad in order to feel the potential danger because it's no gaya to potential hishtadlis in the future. When you're trying to be doig and there's no direct hishtadlis right now, that's really something you should put into Hashem's kitchen. You know, the results are all up to Hashem. What's going to be and what's going to happen and what's going to be going on? You know, put that into Hashem's kitchen. Don't worry about it. Focus on the fact that Hashem's in control. Everything's for the good. Everything's going to be great. If right now you're making a decision, should I be Mavayish Bar Kesar? Should I be Mavayish Bar Kamsa? Or should I stand up and fight against the, the Bas Kesar? That's something that when I'm making the decision, I have to feel the implications of my decision in order to make sure that I'm doing the right thing. So I think if this is the right Shantosvis or something similar to it is the right Shantosvis, to me, they're two very, very relevant. Um, everyday lessons for ourselves. One everyday lesson is that in a way when we're coming to make the right decision about a lot of different matters of hishtadlis, we should really ask ourselves, are we really making sure that we're trying to feel the implications of our decisions properly? You know, whether it's for our kids, whether it's for our own health, whether it's for our family's health, whether it's for our family's ruchnias, whether it's for our ruchnias, whether it's for um, all kinds of different things that are nogea to community matters and to all kinds of things that are related to general and yana yishtadlis. Am I really being too complacent and feeling like, yeah, things are good, things are fine, things are going to work out, and really not necessarily A, using chachma, and really B, using the chachma that could come from relating to the potential implications of the dangers that could happen if we don't use the chachma properly. And I guess the second thing, which is maybe even more nogea, which would be to say, even when we think that we're doing the right thing, worrying about all kinds of things, 
a lot of the things that we worry about, if we challenge ourselves and ask ourselves, why am I worried about those things? I feel like a lot of them will attribute to, first of all, we don't have the highest level of bitachon. Hopefully we're working on it. But um, there's a second thing that we often are probably telling ourselves the same thing the Talmud said, that the Talmud was saying, this is an important thing. Like, let's say we were concerned about the potential uh, presidential uh, election. You know, it's just something I think we could all relate to that. If our concern was like, hey, what in the world is going to happen? So of course we should have concerns about that. What should, if we're concerned about things that are related to Hishtadlis that we have to do? So we should have concerns about those things, but we should only have concerns about those things in a way that's directly nogea to decisions that we're making. Anything that's not directly nogea to decisions we're making, we should really have a feeling of now's not the time. Put this on Hashem. What's going to be with my... Uh, finances, what's going to be with my health, what's going to be with the world, what's going to be with the country, what's going to be with all these things, even things that really are no gap to decisions that we need to make, we don't need to feel any worry or anxiety, except in the context of directly making decisions. On the everyday waking up, going to sleep and going through our day, we could put the results onto Hashem, and we could worry about just doing our job. When we come to making a decision that's directly no gaya too, but is there something I should be doing more? Or when I'm doing something, am I doing the right thing? When we're coming to make a decision, that's something that we shouldn't be listen, the country is great, the family is great, the business is great, everything's great, and therefore I don't really have to be so concerned. Rather, we should be aware we're all vulnerable our health is vulnerable, our finances are vulnerable, our families are vulnerable, our communities, our country, the world, there's so many different things that um, we really shouldn't be overconfident about. But when it comes to making a decision to those things, that's where Ashraya the Mefachet Tamid should be. That's where we should say, hey, I really have to deher the implications of my actions. And in order to deher the implications, we have to really see and feel, are these results what would be if these results happened? What happens if I'm poisoning my lungs? What happens if I'm you know, taking 10 years out of my life from not exercising? What happens if I'm putting myself in a dangerous scenario financially? Like if we don't feel it, it's gonna be hard to really make a proper decision. So again, this is not Halach Lamaisa. I have no idea if this is the Pshat and Tosfis or the Gemara, but, but um, I would theorize that if this is the right Pshat in the Ralbag, then it's much more likely that this might be related to uh, the Pshat and Tosis and the Pshat and the Gemara. And if anyone has an alternative for understanding what in the world the back and forth was in the Gemara and Brachos or the back and forth in Tosis and Gittin is, it seems like, you know, just very hard to understand Alpipashtas. What was the Talmud saying? That Ashriah the Mefached Talmud, when he's talking about at best something Nogea to Hishtalos, what was he saying that was proper that the Rebbe was saying is improper? Like, what was their debate about? So this is one area, one pocket where there could be room for, for different opinions. And I think that Tosis might be, you know, adjusting to say that I would have learned the Machlokas like this, but the Maskana based on the Gemara and Gittin, I have to learn the Machlokas a little differently. So like, what, what was that exact pocket? Now the Rashiva has a shmuz very similar to this 
you know, which just might be good to keep in mind. I mean, he has one schmooze about Yeshira v'yeshira, where he highlights that sometimes we're really afraid of our time, and that's a good thing. And sometimes we're really afraid of the sword, which is not a good thing. But the Rashiva is a different shmuz where at, so, at a certain point, you know, the Rabbanan said, what's going to be with uh, Malchus based David? And it's a similar kind of concept where Pashup Shat, the Rashiva asked, like, what do you mean, what's going to be with the results of Malchus based David? You know, that's God's kitchen. Hashem, uh, first of all, is in charge of results. And second of all, Hashem is in charge of results, especially when he promised certain results. Like, why are we worried about? Oh no, how are we going to make sure that Hashem's promise is fulfilled? That's usually Hashem's job. But the Rashi had a similar shmuz. I don't know if it's the same concept, but it might be interesting to look into that and to see if that's uh, somewhat related to this kind of concept. I don't think it's the same exact thing. I think this is much more. I actually looked into some uh, psychology reports about fear. And one of the concepts that was brought down was this concept that fear is not only generally a good motivator, but it helps us be in touch with the actual reality. That if we don't have the fear, it's really sometimes hard to be in touch with the actual reality. So there have been studies that have uh, brought out that concept. So I don't know for sure if that's exactly what the Rabbag is saying, but maybe something in that context. Um, so those are my thoughts. I'm sorry for just like letting it in, stopping for feedback, but uh, I just, I had spent a lot of time trying to figure this out, and I don't know if this is the chat, but I think it might be something similar to this. Rabbi, are you just adding one more thing we should be worried about? If I'm worried <laughs> enough, if I'm worried enough when I'm making a decision, uh, if I'm properly worried enough about it. <laughs> well, David, according to the Mars Maskana, according to Tosus Maskana, he's basically saying that overall it's Hashem's kitchen. Let Hashem worry about it. Only to get to a scenario where you're directly making a decision, you should worry about the implications. Like, like what, once you make the decision, it's back in Hashem's kitchen. Right. After you, you, right. I mean, okay, it, it doesn't uh, preclude, I guess, right, but, but it's only, having it's to only back in Hashem's kitchen if I made the right decision and I had enough worry and fear of my decision at the time that I was making a decision. Because if I didn't have that proper fear <laughs> at the time that I was making a decision, so therefore I am in a distorted reality and reality might not be so good. And therefore I didn't make the right decision. There's like nothing you can do now about it. Oh, no really? point in worrying oh, no. about it now. Why, 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 so, why, but, but one second, right? That's, 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 another, that's another assumption. That's the assumption is that, meaning now that now I have to put it out of my mind because the decision is made because Maybe right. that taka is something I could do about it. How do we know? If I was properly afraid, maybe I taka would think of think fear is a motivator, right? right? That's what Tara Goldman was saying. Use fear as a motivator, right? Louis Tsur, this happened, what would be? Right? I, whether it'll happen or not, I don't know. But Louis Tsur, it did, what would be? Right? Mm -hmm. So I should go ahead and be, use that as a, motiva as a motivating right. factor. Mm -hmm. So if it's that, so maybe Itaka should be even now using that as a motivating factor because maybe taka I could change it. How do I know? Right. So it's hard to know. I would imagine that there's a whole different discussion which is related to the fact that even something that sometimes is helpful, it's only helpful when it's helpful. And if it's driving us crazy, it's not going to be so helpful anymore. So, but, but I guess what Shlomo Mel would be telling us is a very important, um, both psychological dynamic 
And he's also telling us a very important hashkafic um, dynamic that he's telling us in order. I mean, the basic Asherah the Mefachid Hamid is really the Pashupshat, which is make sure the things that are clearly about, um, be, that are clearly in our kitchen, that we should worry about those things, which is Bechira. Basic Bechira is Asherah the Mefachid Hamid. We should be concerned that we're doing the, making the right decisions. Now, we should obviously balance that together with the confidence that we know that we overall are trying to do uh, the right thing. And whether we're getting a 78 or an 82 or a 96 or a 49, you know, it's hard to sometimes tell. But we do know that we're generally trying pretty hard to do the right thing. At the same time, we should be mefached. You know, there's a difference between a 49 and a 50 and an 89 and a 90. Now we should try to be moving up and to not be too complacent or not to be too hard on ourselves. And it's hard to find the right balance. But this is really just adding one piece. It's adding a piece that when we're trying to make a proper um, decision about Hishtadlus, it adds a dimension that it's very, very difficult to make that right decision. Because as a human being, we can't really relate to the future so well, especially when we put it into Hashem's kitchen. It makes it even harder. You know, if we determine that, has, that all results are in Hashem's kitchen, and I'm really just looking at it as like a Luyatsur, the same way if I was making a decision about something that has happened already. You know, was that a good decision or not? Should, uh, you know, should they have, uh, you know, should the military have continued their, you know, charge into Iraq, you know, on Tuesday morning? So if we're making a decision that's not no gay to us, so it's hard to figure out, was it the right thing? Was it not the right thing in the future? Is it the right thing? How much should I exercise? How much should I, uh, how, mu how much fatty meat should I eat? You know, whatever decision that we're making, it's really, really difficult to make that decision without really feeling the fear of the implications. So if that's potentially what the Ralbag is saying is that being in, not just as a motivation, but potentially being in touch with the reality of what our decision is really um, affecting. If we really are too complacent, like Tosu says, that they felt they didn't really dehair the reality well enough. Tosu says that they, they misinterpreted how much Shalva was really there. You know, they felt a little bit too much that it's not scary, don't worry about it. Like, yeah, it's not scary. Like the Romans could come any day. <laughs> And so it sounds like he was saying it wasn't just an intellectual decision. It wasn't just a lack of a certain amount of motivation. They didn't really feel the implications of their actions enough. They felt too much that there was shalva and it was okay. And that affected their actual decision. They made the wrong decision about what the right ishtadlis was because they weren't really in touch. So being in touch, sometimes, you know, the difference between going to a hospital, seeing people's charred lungs, versus not going to a hospital. Now there's always a risk. You know, what's one cigarette gonna do? What's a hundred gonna do? What's a thousand gonna do? So whatever decision we're making, if we're making a decision about, what about one a day? So a decision about one a day or five a day, when we see those lungs is a different decision than when we don't see the lungs. You know, now what the right decision is, is I don't know. I'm not, a, I'm not a mumcha in it, but it's a different decision. You know, because one of them is feeling the implications and one of them is not feeling the implications, right? There was someone who I was just talking to today, they wanted to pull their kid out of the yeshiva day school because 
of COVID this and that, like all kinds of concerns. So I was thinking about this uh, concept and I tried to help them like be in touch with what is the actual potential danger of your kid not being in yeshiva? Like let's not, so he was saying, I know the risks and I know the rewards, but without really being in touch with that fear of what happens if, it's hard to really make the right decision. But in a way, what happens there? I don't know, that's Hashem's job. I just have to use my chachma to be roas and olad. But can I really be roas and olad properly if I'm putting everything into Hashem's world? If I'm putting all results into Hashem's world and not feeling any pacha, that's no gea to that. So I don't know. I would love to um, hear other pshatim in this because I think that there probably is room for other pshatim, but I didn't really um, see so much of a clear other path. What do you say, Zach? I, I understand why it's necessary to take it out of Hashem's kitchen, but how do you do that? <laughs> I mean, you, you, up until now, it was in Hashem's kitchen. Right. And how do you do also, that? How do you, yeah, mm -hmm. Also, with the same, same idea, right? Meaning, how do you say that these guys missed the boat? Right, this is the Sanhedrin. Right. So according to you, they, sure. <laughs> you guys missed the boat. Right. Uh, they, they, yeah, the Gemara does does say that his uh, that uh, what's his name his his Arnava brought down the Beit Hamikdash. Right. Right. W whatever that means, again, right. That that he didn't view, he didn't view himself as uh, you know, and therefore he spoke up first. Whatever the Pshat Demar. But right. But but the fact that like to say that like, you know, he was he was making a husband. According to what you were saying, his husband he he missed the fact that you know these guys are these guys are conquerors and these guys will kill you. You know, like what well, he right. he lasted to be like he made it. I'm assuming he was on the Sanhedrin. He apparently had a very high level of mitapa. Right, that's for sure. Right, uh, I'm saying so. So I'm, and I'm saying it, and I'm uh, again. I'm assuming he's not. He's a uh, you know pretty safe assumption. Was, uh, he knew what he was talking about, so he had an answer to Asher Adam Tamid Also, like right. what was what was what was his what was his havamina? Right. So, so that's for sure a good question. I assume that when Tosfa says that they felt a little too complacent it's probably very, very, it really highlights, it's very, very hard to really be in touch with how much danger there is. It's very difficult to really be in touch with that. He, his calculation was a little bit off, apparently. You know, that's all that the Gemari was saying, or that's all that Tosus was saying. His calculation was a little bit off. And, you know, if it was two steps over, he would have been making the right decision. And sometimes even when you make the right decision, you could bring in Mariano Rivera in the ninth inning. He might blow the save. You know, it doesn't mean you shouldn't have brought him in. You know, at times, you know, you make the right decision and it doesn't always work out. And then, then it really is Nashem's kitchen because he made the right He thought that that's probably what happened is he made the right decision. He took a risk. He felt like it was the proper Ishtadlis. And if he asked him, I don't know how Rabbi Yochanan knows that he made a mistake. Right. I don't know how we know that it was a mistake. Maybe he did the right thing and Hashem wanted the of the base of Mikdash anyway. But somehow they knew that. So it's very hard. I mean, it's a small nuance. So Zach, I'm not really sure how you fully do it, but it could be what, what it means is that 
in a way, I have to recognize that Alpidarachateva, this is something that could happen. And if this could happen, Alpidarachateva, keeping in that mindset can help me associate with that fear. That it is true that it's, of course, Alpidarachateva, it ends up being Hashem's, uh, you know, Hashem controls the Teva. But if Alpidarachateva, I'm the one who can potentially be causing a real danger here. And can have an effect on this result. So of course, if Hashem doesn't want it to happen, Hashem will make it not happen. But there is a way to look at it where I'm able to see that my action is, is potentially creating this disaster. And that might be something that I can feel. Now, on the other hand, I know in the back of my mind that it's obviously not true. It's obviously not going to affect me. I'm not really sure exactly how to do it, but I think that's something that, in a way, it's similar to, you can know something's not really true, but still be emotionally affected by it. Right, you go to a movie, and the good guy's about to die, and somehow we're like, we're all nervous. Like, you know it's fake. So over here, you know, this is much more of a kalvachomer, where I know at the end of the day, it's up to Hashem. If Hashem doesn't want it to happen, it's not going to happen. But I could feel the implication of it, that Alpidarachateva, I could relate to the fact that my action relates to this potential result. So it could be that's really part of that judgment. Is that appropriate? Is it not appropriate? So the Rashiva has a shmu is very similar to this, where at times it could be it's appropriate to do that, to sort of put our mind into the world where we're seeing a potential implication that's really, Alpidarachateva is not really true, because Alpidarachateva, like it's all Hashem's kitchen. But what we are able to potentially do is if we see the fear, which is a very natural, normal human hargasha, that al-pidarachateva, when we're looking at teva as teva, we see the potential danger. And then it's sort of, shalobashas maisa, we see, but that's all Hashem. So there's a potential danger, but that's Hashem's world. That's Hashem's decision. So, I'm not really sure. there, so you're saying that it's, it's at times appropriate for me to pretend Hashem doesn't exist, and that that feeling is powerful enough that even if I'm a person who, who knows and understands and enough to that, that in, in any other situation, I'm not going to feel any fear because I know it's all Hashem. That one moment of Rubbish. believing Hashem doesn't exist is powerful enough to make me afraid. Rabbi Shmuel doesn't like that. So how would you say it, Rabbi? Sarah, Ian, Adam? We can't hear you so clearly. You're, um, I think you're muted. That that language is definitely not okay. So you, you can help it. Right. Okay. Yeah. So we'd have to see exactly what it means, but it seems like there's some room for pachad, which the Ralbag seems to say that I could have a pachad about what's going to happen, and that's going to help me be miskachim, you know, to use my chachma in order to make the right decision about what the right hishtadlus is. So there's something in that area that seems to be something that I could relate to. I think there's also the Rashiv used to quote when it says, Esa Ezri. Right. But like what Yaakov Avinu said was that Yaakov Avinu, when he saw Eliphaz, who was about to kill him, he recognized and felt that I'm, I'm in big trouble. And then afterwards, he let in the Bitachon. He said, um, So it seems like the Rashiva had like a couple different schmooze where he highlighted that. 
it, for in a certain context, we could look at Teva as Teva, and it could affect us emotionally in a certain way, which can bring us into a certain reality. Now, what exactly, now, eh, bringing in other Chazal, which are also Shver, doesn't really answer the question. What I'm highlighting is that there seems to be an aspect that, um, according to the way the Roshiva understood these other Chazal, was related to this kind of concept of being able to see Teva as Teva, at least when we know we know that we're only seeing it as Teva, and we know that we're just really relating to that reality, and we know that we're doing it in order to help us really do our Avodah Hashem. We're not doing it outside of the context of Avodah Hashem. So I'm not really sure exactly how, how to explain it. There might be different uh, ways to interpret it, but it seems like what we're doing is we're feeling a pachad in order to do our shtadlis. Those are, I guess, the words of the Ralbag, and those seem to be the words of Rashi, and those seem to be the words of Tosfis, that we're feeling a pachad in order to be able to do the right shtadlis, and that might be a necessary component to do it, as opposed to just a pachad about am I doing enough effort to make the right shtadlis. It's really a pachad about the results that might be necessary in order to help me do the right hishtablis. Um, Either way, I think I have to go, but I really appreciate all your time and your efforts and sorry for just, for not waiting for feedback in the middle, but I just uh, had a lot to share and I wanted to share. Actually, Craig, 